Man, it's another beautiful day. It's April 16th. It's barbershop mentality. We might be right. We're back for another highly requested episode. Um, I I'm gonna come back to Black X. I'm gonna go to back. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Black Xmas at the end. I have Black X, but I'm gonna do it at the end. Um of course, Riggins is here for our draft talk and our uh, other topics. You know, my main man, P's here. We uh, so we started this conversation off with breaking news. So it's see Thursday. I was on Twitter. You know, um, I wasn't at work all week long. I was incredibly bored. So I was on Twitter, and you know, I I, I am deep in Tiger Twitter, clips of Tiger Twitter twitch, trenches. Uh, it can be very nasty sometimes, sort of racist sometimes. But when the but when the scoop drops, it drops, man. So the streets been saying that Florida State and Clemson they hopped in the DMs of the SEC and they say, "Yo, what's good? We trying to play. We try. We trying to party. We trying to go to VIP, right?" Um, P has dropped some breaking news about the mid ten. So P, P what did you say about the mid ten? Um, so this is just, uh, I guess. Uh, to to kind of dive into the topic, obviously, uh, we've spoken on the show before about Clemson potentially leaving the ACC. It looks like they got a stepping partner with Florida State. Uh, both of these schools have been carrying the bags for the ACC for years. Um, so uh, with that news breaking, it has also been stated that the Big Ten has been in talks to poach a couple other ACC schools as well. Those schools, including UNC, uh, University of Virginia, Georgia Tech, and the U going over to the Big Ten. Now, none, all of this is just current speculation amidst the legal options that may be available to these schools to bounce. But it looks like the shit that happened in the Big 12 and the Pac-12 is steeping its way on over to the ACC. And I say good. I say good. Okay, so me... Myself and Riggins, Riggins, I would consider you an ACC homer, correct? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, now, I don't know if I already asked this question, right? Now, before I get to this point, I personally don't do USC or a package deal, okay? One is not stepping without the other. They're going to keep this robbery going, okay? So you're gonna, you, you just ain't going to be able to take one without the other. And that's, Wait, what robbery? NC, Duke, basketball. Duke, basketball. Yeah, but but you can you can take football to another conference nope. and leave basketball in the conference. Basketball to to me, ACC basketball is making just to generate is as much money as football. Yeah, I mean, you can do the Notre Dame thing where you flirting independently with football and then you tied in, you know, basketball wise with ACC. They don't technically. I mean, I get what you're saying. They don't technically gotta stay together they can they still have, have the rivalry they have i'm going to tell you why because aside from duke playing carolina in basketball duke wants to see carolina fall in conference and carolina wants the same damn thing it it it, 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 it it's 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 all about the destruction of the other team <laughs> it's all about so listen the enemy of my friend is my friend <laughs> and this hey, is my opportunity but this is my let, op, okay? Let me ask a serious question, though. Like, real, uh-huh. I know when you deep in the ACC trenches, everything's a robbery. But does the basketball robbery carry over to football? Like, do the Duke basketball fans yes. give a fuck about Duke football? Yes, 
Yes. Absolutely. They do when Duke wins. They're pretty yes. quiet when they don't. Because they mean, usually Duke, lose. You and see yeah. typically stronger. Yeah. In football. Um, I think like since like David Cutcliffe, you know, made them semi relevant again, and and they've been decent since. So I, um, I think they've started to trend a little stronger. Uh, I mean, they'll always be a basketball school, um, but I think they're they care a little more about football than they used to. And then you got to sprinkle the like, and seriously, you know, again, again, like I said, I stayed, I stayed in NC for over 10 years. NC State is going to get whatever the fuck them two going. They're not just going to leave them. I am limbo. NC State, if, if they're going to the Big Ten, I'm going to the Big Ten. If you're going to SEC, I'm going to. Now, now Wake Forest, Wake Forest is going to be the, just the, you know, the, 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 the mud duck at the prom, okay, by herself. <laughs> just two stepping in the corner, wow. okay. <laughs> find yourself two step in the court but those three wherever you go i'm fucking going now i want to say this now i feel like because this almost happened before i, I don't know if y'all remember i think it was was it 2010 when um the when the sec was about to strong arm florida state clemson miami right they in Virginia check, they were just gonna strike, bring your ass on up in here, right? And then I don't know what happened with the ACC. The ACC brought Louisville and uh Pitt and all those. They they just they just made a move, right? But remember, it was um, I don't know if you remember it was almost a done deal. Like mm-hmm. it was happening. Like Clips was about to be in the SEC. Um, I think that door is still open, right? Because as much as SEC fans hate Clemson, they want them in. They want us in. Um, oh, we'll take some steppers. We'll, we will take some steppers as long as Dabo not on that 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 uh, oh, Jesus name image likeness bullshit. We will take that shit. Actually, you know what? I I take that back. I'm removed from the South for like the last 15 years. They love God down there, so Dabo fit right in the SEC. Wasn't wasn't he the same one that said that when players started getting paid he'd quit? Wasn't that him? Whoops. That was him. That was him. Whoops. <laughs> that boy ain't going no fucking way, man. That would fucking that would just be fucking talking out the side of his fucking neck, man. That would save motherfucker. He, he just I just wish Dabo shut the fuck up, man. If I could take the mic from Dabo and just mute his shit, I would. I really would. Oh, uh, oh, my fault, Riggs. My question to you was, and I didn't I didn't get around to asking. Is this the end? Is this the last dance for the ACC, or do you see us patching it together? And if we patch, if if it is the last break, who are you realistically seeing leaving? I don't. I mean, it's so. I mean they they absorb the Big East, right? With, with basketball, um, I don't see them. I don't see the ACC dying off. Um, the only potential good thing, I guess, for football, if it does, and the teams split up and go where they go, is now if you only have four power conferences, you, in theory, if if you want to keep the playoffs, you know, the same, like, conference champ, each one goes, or top two once they expand it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, then it's a, quote-unquote, like, fair system. Um I don't. I don't think they. I don't think it dissolves, though. I mean, you're going to see a couple t- because it's so. 
there's so many teams now in each conference that like conferences almost don't matter because you don't, especially in football, like in basketball, you can make a schedule, you know, you have enough games where you can play everybody in the conference football. You can't, um, they're, they're too big. I'd like to see it to where if, if you're in a conference with a team, you play them every year. That's, I don't think that'll ever happen again, unless there's some, some, big players that decide that they want to split off from a conference and do their own thing and basically tell the NCAA, like, no, we don't need y'all. We're going to do our own thing. Um, and if, if all the, the big hitters do that and the, then the NCAA goes away, which would be super interesting to see. Um, it's going away anyway, not to cut you off. It's, I think, yeah. it's, I think that's, the, I think that's the end game. I think everybody's tied. I think 2020, when the money was, you remember this, Pete, 2020, when the money was getting funny, right? And NCAA act like they're about to fuck up some checks. Magic the SEC and the Big Ten. We're playing. The, the SEC and the Big Ten said, fuck that shit y'all talking about. And the, and, the, and I go back and say this again, the conferences who didn't, the ones who gave the most static about playing and had trouble organizing and coming together, they're falling apart. The Pac-12 and the Big 12 are falling apart. They didn't want to play, and now look at you. The Big 12 lost Texas and Oklahoma. The Pac-12 lost USC and UCLA. Washington and Oregon's trying to find their way out the way. Uh, this shit's looking spooky. They 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 forced the Big 10 to play. The Big 10 saw that needle move and said, fuck that. We need, we need it. Oh, my far biggest boy. I didn't. I didn't mean to no. Play. I mean that's. I I agree with y'all. Like I. I that's the, that's what the schools want, and part of that too is because they get tired of the NCAA inconsistently policing all their stuff, and and wondering what kind of punishments going to get handed down for a free tattoo at Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And and the other um, part of I, it and, too is, and this is where the transfer portal comes in and plays a major role is the parity, right? Because let's say let's say Clemson. And UNC are the only two teams that bounce from the ACC. Who's the ACC going to replace them with? Coastal? Uh, uh, UNC. So there's App. no equal part you know what replacement I mean? like, right now. Unless you steal another team from another conference. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Rick, is, is App ready? I don't, I don't think App's ready for Power 5. Though. I mean, they're, they're usually – I mean, well, so hard to tell because um, the – like – I have some friends that are pretty like plugged in in, in the app football world. Um, the Sun Belt's pretty good. Mm. I mean, there there's so much parity in college football now because mostly because of the internet and it's much easier for coaches to find players and for players yeah. to get opportunities that they might not otherwise. Um, and so, the biggest thing with the app is money. Um, they don't spend their budget is so much smaller than a lot of the schools in the Sun Belt. Um, and people still go and play. Now, they had a ton of those like 60-year kids last year. I think like, or the, year yeah. before, the year before they had a ton of them. They had some more last year. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they they bounce back. Um, but I mean, they're they're as ready for power five football as Boston College is, right? I mean, like they get to play. I mean, this shit wake and wake in the day by ACC, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I would say Wake was decent this year. I mean, but, I like, but say, Wake, is, Wake is smaller than App State. People don't know that shit. Wake is smaller than App State. Yeah, it's a small little school. <laughs> small little school. Yeah. Well, Wake Wake is private though, right? In my correct. In my, yeah, yeah, Wake right. is private. Um, yeah, so they they got plenty of dudes that they're. App, 
apps Apple their coaches State, are like you want to pay 70 grand come on app state might have the strongest football brand of some of the g5 schools i know cincinnati's moving into power five but i would i mean app isn't new to this right I, and Correct. i know they have a strong football presence. Yes. You, you, you want to know something, P? Can I tell you this? App is just in the wrong state. Because, because there's so many schools in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, 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 you got think you got three power five schools, right? Then you have how many G5? Well, like five G5 schools, right? Uh, maybe six, six. It's about six, three, five schools. It's so many damn schools there, bro. So it's, it's hard to get your profile up there. When now you, you have State, when, Duke, when, Carolina, Wake. That's four power fives. Yeah, four power fives. Yes. Um, you got Charlotte, A and T Central, Garner-Webb, Western Carolina. Uh, no, Eastern. no, another power five. Eastern Carolina, East Carolina in there. Let's another power five. No, there's no, they're no, still a. They're G five. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what no, I'm saying. It's, it's hard there's to a, market that shit, man. There's a ton of schools, yeah. If, if and apps, directly to the west, you got Tennessee. Tennessee, I mean, still got Division One FBS and FCS programs that will eat away the opportunity. Um, but, again, that's where the transfer portal and all this shit comes. Because you got – there's a kid – there was a kid from Arizona on Coastal's roster last season. I believe there was a kid from Arizona on App State's roster. So these programs, if you know how, if you know how to promote your kid and connect the, the it, your kid to the right people, you can you can build a program nationally. HBCUs can't for some reason, but App State and others they can build a program nationally. Um, we go. We go. We go. Have a conversation about that. Man. I, I I got some pushback on HBC, but we'll, we'll come back to that later. But no, nah, I, I just I just feel like this is the era where college football will become the strongest. I know you got a lot of old timers that are like, "Oh, we don't like it. The kids are getting money this, that, and there." Let's let me draw a parallel right now. Angel Reese oh, whoa, is whoa, a pretty whoa, good whoa, basketball whoa, whoa, player, right? What old heads? What what what? You know you know how you shut the old heads up. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example. Spencer Rattler was in the transfer portal. South Carolina, the quarterback. They got a quarterback. They won eight games to beat Clemson. Not a goddamn person down here, old head down here, is complaining about the transfer portal with South Carolina football right now. They're setting the fuck up. But right. Ahead, and let's talk about no, no, no. I'm glad you mentioned him because now I don't got to use Angel Reese as an example. Spencer Rattler is getting nil money. He can afford to stay in college and do unfinished business at this point. Now, obviously, he's not staying for that. He's staying because his, his draft evaluation was not favorable. But he has the opportunity to make that decision and say, eh, I can stay in college football and continue to play. And no matter how you feel about Spencer Rattler, he's going to probably be a better college football player than NFL player. So you have talent staying in football playing football for far longer than they would in the past. Um, football is going to be a great product. It's going to be good. It's going to happen in basketball. Women's basketball is going to see the fruits of their labor more so than any other sport because you got players like Andrew Reeser like, why would I leave to go to the WNBA when I'm getting all this money here? So you got talent that's motivated to play and stay in college. It's just going to be a better product. It's going to be a better product. 
I, I agree. Um, I, I want to say this, and then we'll move on. We got to get to our mock draft. Um, I'm gonna close us out. Uh, if it's going to happen, right? Um, it's going to happen after this season. I think. Um, if Florida State and Clemson, this is this is my this is just my honest theory, right? Um, the ACC is going to be spearheaded by Florida State and Clemson this year, right? Um, maybe Miami get their shit together. I don't believe in crystal ball, but that's neither here nor there, right? Um, if everybody else can just gradually get their shit together football-wise, right? We could just have a couple, a, a couple, let's say Clemson, let's say Clemson and Florida State are just 11 wins each, right? And Chapel Hill and Miami and um, maybe NC State. I don't know about NC State this year. Maybe nine win teams, right? And then your Dukes win eight, seven. You know, your BC does something. Everybody just, just, you know, you have more six-win teams than not, right? And if the ACC can just have a solid bowl game season, which I feel ACC does decent in bowl games, right? And maybe one playoff team, right? They, I think the ACC will fight to keep the lights on one more season, right? That just, you know what I mean? That that just what it's gonna be, right? Now, if it's just two eleven win teams and everybody else is a bunch of seven eight win men, I mean, you know what I mean? Like seven wins, like everybody's struggling to get by the finish line. They getting the fuck out. They're getting the fuck out because you know, at the end of the day. Right. Um, I, I, I looked at budgets for recruiting. Right. Um, Clemson is up there with spending money on, you know, recruits. Right. Because if you're if you're trying to get five stars in here and four stars and all of the shit, you got to you, you got to throw a little bit of money. Right. Um, Florida State is committing to spending money. Miami is about to commit to spending money. We need a little bit more money game. And because one thing about Dabo Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney don't run from the smoke. He he would throw some some some, some cats on, on on the schedule, right? Florida State ain't scared to throw somebody on the schedule. Miami is not scared to throw somebody on the schedule, right? But you you, you gotta go and have those bigger profile games. And, and I'm gonna make this last point, I'm, and I'm gonna move on. If you look at, I want you guys to look at the AP poll in July, right? You're going to see who is it? 25 teams, AP poll, right? 25 teams. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be eight SEC teams, and about four don't belong to be on that bitch. <laughs> I bet you Florida's going to be ranked. Oh, Miss is going to be ranked. Vandy might fuck around, be ranked. My, no, South, Carolina, South, be ranked. South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, and then you have your Bama, LSU, and A and M is going to be ranked. It's going to be eight. Teams that it's shit. gonna be four and four from it's gonna be it's gonna be yes. four from the from the SEC East. And it's four gonna be four are teams. not going to deserve to be on that fucking pole. But you know what's gonna happen when you, when you when you have the shit set up like that when, when it's a number. Think, think about this shit now. A prime time game would be Ole Miss, who's probably ranked tenth, versus uh I don't know Florida. Right, Florida might be fifteenth. Right. It's going to be a primetime ranked matchup. Game day is going to go out there. It's going to bring more eyes, and the game's going to be absolutely trash. <laughs> but 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 they're bringing in fifty million dollars. But Clemson and Florida State got to play to get fifty million dollars because nobody gives a shit about 
week one, Clemson versus Duke. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think that the ACC has got to put a better product on the field this year in order to, to continue. If it does not, it is curtains. Hello, SEC. <laughs> Hello, Atlanta SEC championship weekend, man. Oh, anything else you want to add to that or? No, sir. I'm good. All right. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, shocked me. Um, signed with the he, – he, he pushed back on the narrative that nobody receiver wants to play with Lamar. He signed with the Ravens from $18 million. I did not – 18. I don't know about 18, but um, nonetheless – um, how do you guys feel about Odell signing with the Ravens? I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I know he had his press conference this past weekend, and he told everyone that his decision did not hinge on anything going on with Lamar. That's bullshit. This cap. We all know what this is. Odell Beckham Jr. can't publicly say yeah me and Lamar talked and da, 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 because that hurts Lamar Jackson's negotiating tactics at that point if the Ravens feel like Lamar Jackson is secretly just holding out the hold out they're not going to be motivated to improve their offer but if Odell is like yo I came here on a whim and you know I'm hoping that this spurs Lamar to sign and you know internally there's some other talks and maybe Odell is like, yo, I did talk to Lamar and this is what he says he needs or else y'all are going to waste my year, blah, blah, blah. I think that Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't make this move without assurances personally from Lamar Jackson that he's going to, he's interested in staying. But I think that's also contingent upon him receiving an offer that makes sense and I don't think the Ravens sign Odell Beckham without knowing that they're going to get close to Lamar's number I don't think the Ravens waste money on bringing a receiver in when they don't have a goddamn quarterback to throw in the ball so I love the signing to me I feel like that means Lamar has won he's worn them down to the point of desperation we'll do anything that you think we need to do to make this thing work uh, except maybe give you all your money but I think the money's on the way. And I think that the personally, the only thing in the way now are the gatekeepers in each of the in, in the NFL community amongst the owners and the agents. Um, I think you have a a team in John Harbaugh that wants to win. They want Lamar there. The locker room wants Lamar there. I think agents who represent other quarterbacks don't want Lamar to win. Owners don't want Lamar to win because they don't want a whole bunch of Aaron Rodgers thinking they're hot shit coming in with no agents taking their money. Um, so I think that's kind of where we're at right now. I think the Ravens know what they got to do. They're just trying to figure out a way to finesse it so that it looks like, oh, hey, you can still get good deals with no representation, but it's not going to be as good. But Lamar's going to get – he's going to get pretty close to what he wants. So that's what the Odell signing means to me. Lamar won. Uh, that was long-winded. I'm going to pass it to my brothers. But, yeah, to me, Lamar won. I think that – I don't know why people think Odell moves the the needle a ton. Um, there's a reason that nobody signed in this past season. Like, he's his best days are way behind him. Um, I mean, I think he can still help a team, but he's not wide receiver one. Um 
I think also that the the wildest thing that could happen is, and I know we're going to touch on this, that the the ownership team of the commanders, the the whoever the the new people that come in, new owners always are excited. They have money to spend, um, and that they always do something wild when they come in. Look at, you know, uh, um, Dave Tepper coming in and building half a building in Rock Hill, um, paying Matt Rule all this money, like just trying to make splash moves to, you know, because they're like, no, now that I'm in charge, I'm going to fix it. And so. Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the the one chance Lamar has to maybe get a guaranteed contract is if he ends up going to D.C. Um, it ain't that far from Baltimore, right? He, you know. Um, and if he does that, then the market in the NFL is reset and shit's going to get wild. But um, if they aren't, you know, if the new owner coming in, you know, all the others call him up and go, hey, man, remember, no fully guaranteed contacts. This, this is our contracts. This is not the NBA. Right? It's not how we do it here. Don't fuck this up for all of us. Um, which is what, you know, they're, they're not going to give another fully guaranteed deal unless one wild boy comes in and does it. Um, so. Yeah, I, I agree that it's kind of a win for Lamar. Um, Baltimore wants him there. They just don't want to pay, you know. They, they don't want to give a guy with no representation everything that he wants. And, again, larger than that, they don't want to give fully guaranteed contracts out. They just don't. Um, it's not the NBA. They don't want to do it. Um, they don't want a, you know, they don't want to be stuck with a Ben Simmons pretty much. Um sucking up the salary cap and not, not playing. Um, but overall, like, I, yeah, I think Baltimore ends up keeping him. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I agree with P in a sense. Um, I don't think, Lam- I don't think Odell takes this deal without knowing Lamar Jackson is coming back. Um, I also believe the report where they said Lamar, kind of threw his weight around and say, yo, get Hopkins or Odell and we'll talk. I believe that. You know what I mean? I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I also agree that I don't think Odell moves the needle, but it's better than anything else Lamar has had in a while. Um, And I also think the Ravens are not done drafting a wide receiver in the draft and the first round also. Um, I will say this. I thought I heard that I, I heard Josina Anderson say this, and I've been thinking about this more and more. I don't see Lamar getting a five-year deal. I see Lamar getting a two or three-year deal. One path is fully get two years are fully guaranteed. The other one is like player option, right? And I think from what I was reading, Lamar Jackson is open to that. Now, would I be open to it? Hell no. But, you know, I'm not Lamar Jackson. But if he can get, I don't know, $100 million guaranteed, right, um, just fully guaranteed, and then bet on yourself again and try to go back there for the re-up, I don't think that's a bad deal because that's essentially the Pat Mahomes deal. Because I think Pat Mahomes is 500, is 500 right? 500 million, but I think it's like 180 guaranteed. And then 
I think his re-up is coming this uh, next summer. His the Pat Mahomes re-up is coming. Um, but I, I think that may make a little bit more sense because I think what the Ravens want is I think the Ravens want the flexibility to get better. And Lamar understands that, but Lamar knows the game is going to 50 a year. And I think I honestly that's his that's his end game. Because if he can get 50 a year, that's hundred million dollars. Um I keep myself upright. I let you build my team, and then I go back and I and I hit you again. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, y- y'all think y- y'all think y- y'all agree with that? Kind of Lamar taking maybe a shorter deal, or yeah, I, I think. Oof, I don't know. Just just because like guys that that are able to get out and run. Now, obviously, he can sit in the pocket. I'm not. I'm not big Ben and him here saying like, oh, he he's not somebody that scares me in the pocket. Like, no, he can throw the ball. Um, but he's also a guy who he's missed some games over the last couple of years, you know, and you like, y'all know you don't heal better when you get older. Um, so a, a shorter contract, I think is a little risky. Um, but it's, it's one of those things. Sometimes you got to gamble on yourself. So, um, I don't know if that'd be the, the direction that I would go. Um, but I think that again, if he's healthy, and he balls out and has a, an actual solid receiver instead of just having to look for Mark Andrews all the time, um, the underrated Mark Andrews, uh, then, I mean, go get paid, dude. I think that's going to be the compromise between ownership groups and the agent groups. It's going to be a, hey, this dude with no representation can't get five years out of us. He get three. He could get three. I think he could get three years, 150 million guaranteed. We're not giving him five. We're not touching anywhere close to 200 million guaranteed. We'll give him three years, 50 million, because that puts him at 50 million bucks a year. And he might get a three year, he might get a three year, $180 million contract with 150 guarantee. And that'll be the compromise. We're not going to give him no long term stability. With no representation, that's going to be the kind. If you want a bag and you want to have an extended bag, you're going to need to get representation. If you want to take these short deals and do it yourself, we'll do that for you, but we're not going to give you the long-term commitment that people with representation get. And I think, honestly, if Lamar is thinking business-wise, that'll probably be the best move for all anyone who wants to go without representation you're not tied in long-term, but you're getting the guaranteed, so your averages are higher. And then you have the ability to get back to that bag to continue to earn as long as your play stays at the top it's of like, the list. It's like the Kirk Cousin deal. Right. And for some reason, Kirk Cousins is always prime when it's time for him to sign a deal, which is it's no fault to Kirk Cousins' agent. Everybody should have been doing it, Kirk Cousins. As soon as he did it, Everybody should have been doing it. But for whatever reason, whether it's agents or whoever, or the play is just selling themselves short, nobody follows suit. But if everybody follows suit, you can you can move it. It's just like the whole, you know, it, it's it's 2,000 some odd, 3,000 some odd players in the NFL. You're not going to get everybody to move to the same beat of the same drum. That's why the players union is the way it is. That's why, to be honest, I know we like to blame uh, DeMora Smith a lot for the shit that does or doesn't happen. But realistically, man, it's it's really on the players why this, their CBAs are so weak and they don't get the things they want because they can't figure out how to come together. And you're never going to be able to do that. So maybe, you know, 
the NBA and the Major League Baseball unions, they're always going to be stronger because those pools of players are a little bit smaller. But they also have already achieved the things that lead them to believe that if we stick together, we can get the things we need to get. NFL hadn't done that, nor will they ever, I think, ever do that. Um, I'm going to move forward a little bit. Um, Saquon Barkley, another contract issue, man. So Saquon's hasn't signed his tag. Streak's saying he might hold out. Um, oh, no, they are definitely holding out. You know, feels like it's unfair that the mid Daniel Jones got his money and Saquon doesn't get his bag. Um, I heard he reportedly uh, um, turned down, uh, I think, 12, 13 million a year. What do you guys think about this? What, what do you think this is going with Saquon? So, I do we classify this as a contract dispute? Or did the Giants create this dispute themselves when they paid Daniel Jones before they paid Saquon Barkley? And then in turn, this is the shit I love. Saquon said, I'm not going with that bullshit. And then arguably arguably their best defender, Dexter Lawrence, said, if Saquon not going for the bullshit, I ain't going for the bullshit either. Neither one of us is showing up till y'all pay us. So both Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence are holding out. They will not report to camp when everybody starts reporting on Monday. They are going to wait. And I say good on them because the Giants fucked this up. I don't know if Saquon would have acted like this if they had taken care of him first prior to taking care of Daniel Jones. I kind of feel like this is just the this is the players in the locker room saying. Y'all are going to respect the people who actually create the success on the team. Anyone who watches New York Giants football will attribute the success of that team in this order. Brian Dayball, Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones might show up like fifth or sixth on that list. He got paid first. The players have spoken. I'm all for player empowerment. Shout out to Saquon. Notice Julius Rock. Notice that Saquon said, I'm not going for that bullshit. If you go to his Instagram, you go to any of the social media, it's still Giants pictures on the wall, baby. You don't got to take the pictures down, baby. You don't got to, you don't got to do You don't got to act like Kyler Murray. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Okay. I think Saquon's just a victim of teams being wary of paying running backs. Um, he's been, you know, he, he missed the, the one season with the, was ACL Achilles ACL, I think, um, he's been relatively healthy since he's obviously productive. He's a very talented player. He's only 26. So you can get another contract out of him. Um, but also, um, when you look at the history of teams that are winning rings, none of them have a running back on the roster that's paid. You have to pay your quarterback. Even though Saquon is clearly a better running back than Daniel Jones is a quarterback, you have to pay your quarterbacks. You have to. If And if they think that Daniel Jones is the guy, obviously there's a conversation to be had there because um, he's not, you know, he, he's not exceptional, I don't think. Um, maybe, you know, Brian Dable thinks he's got something there. I don't know. Um, but there's, you know, there, there's, there's always going to be this – you can't pay everybody and be successful. So, I mean, 
sometimes these decisions get made and they're multi, multi, multi-million dollar decisions. And they always cost somebody a job, um, whether it's a player or whether it's the executive two years later who should have paid the player or paid them and should not have. So um, he's just a victim of, of teams being able to find somebody who can give them, you know, 70% of the production for 25% of the price. If I am Saquon Barkley, I am I will not play for the New York Giants. It took they, I think the Giants have to trade at this point because um the Giants are pro, like I, I'm I'm confident the Giants are taking a receiver in the first round. If not, they're going to trade for a receiver. They're going to give Daniel Jones another whip. They want Daniel Jones to prove to us that you got it or you don't. And I also, in a sense, I, upon reflection, the Giants had no choice but to pay Daniel Jones. I don't, you know, because, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen with Lamar. Um, and you just couldn't roll out something else after making the playoff. Um, I think they will work something out quicker with Dexter Lawrence than Daniel Jones because they need Dexter Lawrence. I think Dexter Lawrence is angling for um, – I got two Clemson guys, Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins. They're angling for big contracts because they had exceptional years. Um, if I am the Giants, um, I think Saquon's shooting for, shooting for 20. That's just me because, you know, he is a running back. But I'm just as involved in your passing game as anybody else. Um, if I am the Giants, I get on the phone with some starving team that's just uh, throwing all their money towards uh, positions to win. Um, a sucker would probably be Miami. You know, Miami just just one of those teams that's just all in, man. I would just call Miami to say, hey, what, what you trying to do? Because I, I don't know how much cap room Miami got, but I can see Miami just, you know, throwing a bag at uh, Saquon Barkley because they're just so in it to win it this year. Um, uh, but I, I don't think – I don't know how you resolve this unless you do what the Lamar Jackson thing says. Like, yo, listen, I'll front load you this money, right? I'll make you free on the end, and then you can go and do what you want to do. So I don't know if you want to pay Saquon. Um, I just threw 20 out there. I don't know if you want to pay Saquon 40 million guarantee, 20 a year, or if you want to do, I don't know, 18. I don't, I don't, I, I think with the highest paid running back, maybe with Derrick Henry. And I think they may be trying to get from under him. Hell, they're trying to I heard they're trying to cut Dalvin Cook. You know what I mean? So I mean, if I'm, if that, I think that's the only way you can move forward as a giant, man. You just gotta have to bite the bullet, give him a short contract, or you have to trade him. Because I, I, I think Saquon is radical enough to prove his point that you motherfuckers need me. That's just my thing. Um, anything else on this? Nah, I'm good. All right, man. Before we get to the draft, um, the greatest super villain. NFL owner of our time, Daniel Homelander Snyder, um, a man who is pimp cheerleaders. Um, uh, I, I, I think we were skimming money off the top for the NFL. <laughs> he was lying on the receipts to the NFL. <laughs> he was reporting misfunctions to the NFL. NFL wanted to know where the bread at. 
Um, which is the reason I think that he they they forced him to sell the team. They ain't give a fuck about other shit. Like, where my bread at? That's what I think they fell on. Um, uh, told Congress to suck his dick. <laughs> I'll get to you when I get to you. Um, called that the Redskins. That shit was fucking gangster. That motherfucker was a gangster dog. All the Redskins, aside from decades of protests, and, and waited until uh, the Washington Post released an article about his scandalous activities for him to just. Take the names, say, yo, we took at the Redskins one season. We just watched it, and, and then a uh, fucking uh, commander. We, we commander, fuck. You know what I mean? Um, sold the team to uh <laughs> for six billion dollars. Man, I, I don't know. I, I, I've never seen such villainy in my life. I, I, how would you just much of a scumbag on everything that you do? And you still got six billion dollars for selling them for commanders, man. What, what are y'all thoughts on this? I I enjoyed the tenure of Dan Snyder thoroughly. I I loved every minute, not because he was great at being an owner, but because it was pretty entertaining. It was absolutely entertaining. I got to see all of my favorite real life villains. Uh, play out in the Daniel Snyder ownership. If you like paid in full and you like watching Rico stab niggas in the back, you love Daniel Snyder. If you like watching Power and you like uh, uh, fucking like uh, Sacks and you like fucking uh, uh, any of the other villains, Kanan, uh, you like all that, you love Daniel Snyder. If you like the boys and you like fucking the Homelander, you fucking love Daniel Snyder. You love fucking Omni-Man from Invincible. That's Daniel Snyder. You have to just watch your real-life action hero villains uh, play out in this tenure. And damn it, I you know what? I don't want to ruin the brand, but I would just like to place a black excellence adjacent no, coach. No, 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 no. <laughs> listen, no, man. Listen, no, man. No, he, no, hey, no. you gave the Bill Clinton. We gave the Bill Clinton, no, man. No, Daniel no, Snyder, no, man. No, 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 no. no, no. Daniel Snyder has some no. nigga tendencies, man. He has no. some nigga tendencies. Nah, nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, no, don't play. No, that is P, that is P, that is not, that is not, this is not co-signed by this podcast. That's just P. My black ex was actually going to Maggie Johnson for being. Uh, first <laughs> African American. That was going to be my black excellence as well. Oh, no, but and look geez. who brought it to us, Daniel Homelander Snyder. Shout out to Dan Snyder, man. Shout out to Daniel Snyder. Oh, uh, Riggs, how, how do you feel, Daniel <laughs> Nasty Man Snyder? I'm just happy. I'm just happy for Ron Rivera. You know, to to get out from <laughs> fuck Ron. Man. Come on, now. <laughs> come on now. Um, yet to, it must be nice to be absolutely terrible at what you do, to be a colossal piece of shit of a human being and to profit over $5 billion for being fucking terrible. Um, good for him, I guess, like pimp the system. It worked for you, dog. Um, good riddance. Get him out. Let's go. Hey Julius Rock, I want I want to say this real quick. You think that it was the you think it was the NFL seeing that he was skimming money off the top that got him right now? 
I'm gonna yes. tell you what I'm gonna tell you what I actually personally believe it was. I believe it was that Sean Taylor mannequin of villain. <laughs> like I said, I terrible at his job. I think that's what I think that's what got you know because it's all this other shit going on and. You know, he was, you know, John Gruden was the one that really opened this shit up when he, they did. <laughs> and, and then they, they show what him and all the other GMs. And I think, I forget the name of the, I forget the name of the individual who was related to the, the commanders at the time, but um, Bruce he Allen. survived that. But once he disrespected Sean Taylor, I think that's when the players was like, you know what, man? Fuck this thing. And I believe you got to understand there's so many former players inside of the NFL offices that run shit and have power, silent power. And then once they came together as a collective, it's like, yo, this motherfucker is like really out of here. And once he disrespected, this is just how I believe. Once he crossed the line of disrespecting one of the biggest legends of the NFL, I don't care how you feel about any of it. People will regard Sean Taylor as the biggest would have. He would have probably been the greatest defensive player. And the fact that he died only furthers that point because now we don't ever get to see it, but we can speculate. Once you disrespect the legend of the game like that, imagine if Jerry Jones came out and disrespected Troy Aikman, uh, uh, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, this, that, that. There's a reason why Michael Irvin can do lines of cocaine on national television and still have a job. Like, if you take care of your legends, then you you get some type of cachet. Daniel Snyder ain't take care of his legend, and then people turn his back on him, and that's when they started really hammering him, and everything that he did was a body blow at that point. He was shaking jabs off. You know, the Congress was like, you need to come in and talk to this. He's like, fuck you, no. He shook that off. That was a jab. Uh, people accusing him of sexual misconduct. That was a jab. The minute he took the Sean Taylor body shot, he started he started taking water in the basement. And he finally got knocked out. No, man. I, 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 that's a wild take. But uh, I, I think when, this is how I view this. And then we'll move forward. I... Every uh, it's thirty two owners, correct? It's thirty two owners in the NFL, right? Thirty three, correct? Thirty two, thirty two, thirty one owners have been kicking in their money. <laughs> These non tax paying owners have been kicking in their bread to the pot of the NFL. It's just like the parlay. We all in the pool. I put my money in, and then here you go get a report that this scumball ain't putting in his money. What? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you? So I think he fucked with everybody's paper. I think he, that's what it is. You you can do whatever you want to do over there, buddy. Everybody is into some nasty shit as an NFL owner. But you do not play with my cream, okay? And hey. that was the <laughs> point where they, everybody came together. And they nah, said, nah, nah, nah. Get him the it, fuck it, out Ursay drunk ass out in front of the cameras. Like, Ursay, go handle this. It takes a nasty boy to take a nasty boy down. <laughs> he said, Ursay, baby, think, think about this. Now, Riggins, follow me now. Riggins, follow me now. Look at the owners now. You got Jerry, right? Scum. Ursay, scum. David Tepper has shown he is fucking scum, right? Just, just that whole back and forth between him and South Carolina. Scum. You um, don't become a multi-billionaire a, by being a nice person. Yes, you have to You be just sure don't, about, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Sean Watson allegations. <laughs> 
Taz the fucking Taz Tommy. That nasty. nasty. Robert Kraft. After <laughs> <laughs> Blank. After uh, Blank. You got too many wolves out here, right? And you fucking with my paper. Think about this. We've we all put in money to a pot, right? We all put in money to a damn a, a, a parlay, a pot, a pool. And, a, and, and how do you feel when you, you don't put your $50 in and this motherfucker put his $50 in? Yeah, nah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. It's the only shit it's about, bro. They think about, look, the NFL makes record profit every year. And here you go, goddamn fucking the tax money. Fuck me a tax return. Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out, Daniel Snyder. That's what that shit is about, bro. They ain't give a fuck by no emails. They ain't give a fuck by the NFL has dealt with the most controversial things and kept it moving. But the minute you play with that paper, man, you got to get the fuck out, bro. Yep. That's what no this question. Shit is about. This is what this shit is about, man. The bottom you. line is the bottom line. Think about that shit. You think Jerry? You see, you see Jerry Land, bro. You see that fucking shit. You think Jerry Jones? Uh, the, 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 the bullshit in Rock Hill is still there. They're, they have to tear it down. They, it's an unfinished interstate. David Temple got the state of South Carolina looking crazy right now. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? If I'm willing to do some gangster shit like that, imagine what I'm gonna do if I find out that I got 500 M's missing and I didn't account for it. Nah. Nah, no, 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 no. We'll split your goddamn wind. <laughs> That's not a rocket. That's all that shit was. Oh, <laughs> shouts out to Homelander, man. Shouts out. To- I'm telling you, man, we gonna miss him, dog. We gonna miss him. Who's oh. gonna be the next one? Who's gonna be the next one? Who's the next owner that's gonna provide us? It's not gonna be Jerry. Jerry bulletproof, man. Jerry Jones is bulletproof. You can't get Jerry out the paint. Who, who are we gonna get out the pace? It's, it's gotta be Haslam, dog. They gonna get him back for this Lamar uh, for the uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> go get him back. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> Hold on, I, I think. Uh, I think. I mean, it it could always be Bob Kraft. He could get caught up in another hand job scandal. I don't know. Man, was it was it there an owner that uh? Got like oh, it's Steven, it's Steven Ross in Miami. It's Steven yes, Ross in Miami. Yes, <laughs> yes Steven Ross in Miami. Oh my god. I, what's there? I, I think well, no, well, didn't the didn't Arizona Cardinals owner get caught up? They're in a process <laughs> currently right now of being in some bullshit. The where, bit, uh, their whole family, yeah. Yeah, little... they're in the process. Now they so you remember they went the Cardinals played, I think it was the Raiders down in Mexico City or some shit. And one of the one of one of the coaches got sent home because they said he groped the female inappropriately. Oh, that's right. Well, apparently, apparently it wasn't the coach. It was it was either the GM or it was someone else in upper management, but that coach took the fall for it. And now, uh, you know, Steve Kahn retired because of whatever he resigned. Um, He was a drunk. Um, Another VP of some portion resigned. And now he's putting the pressure on me. Like, look, man, there's been some cover-ups within this shit. And y'all need to look. He's blowing the whistle. He too short of them. And... Now they looking into everything that's going on in, in, in Arizona right now. So yeah, Bidwell nasty right now. Michael Bidwell is nasty right now. I don't think we will 
have a shortage of nasty owners because the nasty will not stop. It's just no, just the message was sent. Don't play with my paper. That's all it was. That's all it was. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm pretty sure you'll overcome this. If you have to sell your team, if all of us sell your team and take your billions and walk away, but don't play with my paper. That's all it was. That's all it is. The, the minute Dave and Tepper start playing with people, they don't give a shit what you do with your states. I don't give a shit what you do with your city. I don't give a damn about your taxes. I don't give a fuck if you move your team. What you're not going to actually, NFL, you, then we're not doing moves. But what you're not going to do, you're not going to put in my fucking paper. <laughs> That's all this shit is. And no owner will ever play with any other owner's paper moving forward. Okay. That's, that's what this shit is about, bro. That's honestly what it is, bro. I, I mean, it, I'm gonna move forward. Just think of everything Snyder did. And then the minute that came out, a couple weeks after, uh, consider selling the team. And Snyder told motherfucker, all, every owner, yo, man, you can't fuck with me, you can't touch me. Until he, until he messed with that cream, man. But I, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> all right, man. Um. So we compiled a mock draft to say what we did last year. Um, I had a little bit more challenging time than others. So, but I have I have 15, man. Just to be modest, I have 15. Um, I have no trades, okay? I don't know what motherfuckers gonna do. Um, so I'm just going, I'm just shooting from the hip, going straight Same. down the list. Same. Um, my first. Round as we know, the Carolina Panthers are the first round of the first pick in the draft. Uh, who wants to go first? We are free, we, we, we pretty much already know where we go. We're gonna pick, but who wants to go first? Do we know what we're gonna pick? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, we okay, Do I, we? I have a strong feeling who we're gonna pick, but you know, I am biased. But listen, who, who wanna go, you want me to go for? I'll go first. I, I, I'll kick it off. I usually okay. kick it off first. I'll kick so it off. for the um, first round pick, the Carolina Panthers select. You already know. It's CJ Stroud. I'm not wavering. I'm not being enticed by these reports that it's Bryce Young and it's locked in on Bryce Young. Um, while I support Bryce Young, that is not my pick. Um, I, I would expect him to perform well if we selected him, but it's, it's the pick is CJ Stroud. Don't talk yourself out of it. You feel you feel it. I mean, I don't want Bryce Young to be a statistic, but let's just do the numbers on quarterbacks under six feet. You have to be damn near. Your play has to be impeccable. You don't have average small quarterbacks like it's very much more likely that you become Baker Mayfield than Drew Brees. It's very much more likely that your your sit. I um yeah the, the, the scale for being a short quarterback is you have to be Michael Vick or Drew Brees. You can't be Baker Mayfield. You can't be Kyler Murray. You can't. You have to be. Hall of Fame talent ability to be a small quarterback. I don't want to put that pressure on Bryce Young. I want to bring him along nicely, and I want him to surprise us with his play being accelerated. And I I believe C.J. Stroud gives us the ability to come in. Expectations are mild because you're more of a prototype, so we can bring you along. We don't have to expect greatness from you because you're just a prototype, and the pressure is just not there to be – the Hall of Fame thing that's under six foot, which would 
is what Bryce Young would have to be. Bryce Young would have to be the best parts of Drew Brees in order to satisfy him being the number one pick. And I think CJ Stroud just gives us the ability to come along nicely. His play is great. He's played the best under pressure in every game I've watched him play. I ain't watched him lay the egg against a team he wasn't supposed to lay egg against. Um, so my pick is CJ Stroud. You want to go next or you want me to go? I'll go ahead and go. Yeah, it's the order okay. we usually go. And I think um I think it's Bryce Young. That's not who I want. I don't trust David Tepper to stay out of the way. I just don't. Um, That's fair. This is definitely fair. And and the whole room could be screaming C.J. Stroud at him, and he's like, I don't know. And, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's hard for some of these guys that, you know, that are used to being, you know, the, the, the biggest swinging dick in the room to go, okay, I hired you to do a job. I'm going to trust you because they always think that they're the smartest guy, right? So, um, and I mean, the reports coming out, I, I still think are, I think it's a lot of smoke trying to get Houston to move up um, so we can get a little bit of extra um, back for the, for, for what we gave up to Chicago trading up. Um, and maybe, maybe they're just suckering me into, I don't know. Um I, I kind of wish that it was any other team but Carolina picking first just because it it is a lot of fun to not know who the first pick's going to be because it's kind of boring when you know who it's going to be. Um, but also, I don't like the uncertainty when it's my team that doesn't know because um, the <laughs> fact that that – you know what I mean? Like the fact that they traded up, and I I don't – I still don't know if they have a, a – if they're clear-cut like this is our guy. Um, yeah, and I, just, I don't trust Tepper to, to – get out of the way and, and not fuck it up. If we take Will Levis, um, because Tepper just really likes something he said in an interview, uh, then y'all can y'all can catch me playing in traffic because oh boy. <laughs> um I listen, I'm ten toes down. It's Bryce Young for me. Um I think the, uh, I think the Carolina Panthers knew who they were drafting um when they traded up. I think they're so quarterback starving and quarterback horny that you're just going to do it. Now, this is what I honestly think, right? Tepper know the whole Matt Rule situation is on his, it's on him. You can't deflect from it because you're the one that stood by him and you let this shit out of hand and you could have got him the fuck out of here. Um, so I think nobody trusts David Tepper, right? But we let David Tepper cook because. You hired Frank Wright, who I, I didn't want Frank Wright, but Hank Frank Wright has hired a very, very good staff, right? And, and you're paying money for a whole lot better coaching than you have in Carolina. So I think Tepper is going to let Frank Wright do what he does until it's to make him look good, to take this off of me, right? Um, I think the Panthers knew it was either C.J. or Bryce, they just had to go and just see it in person for themselves. And I think they're sold. Now, could I do I think Anthony Richardson was in the conversation? Yes. But I think the Panther fans don't want to wait. If, if it's like, I need it now. I need it now. You want these senior ticks to come out? I need, I need something now. I don't want to wait at all. So um, Bryce Young, 
I think I think it's gonna work, man. I I just Bryce has been coached by Bill O'Brien for two years. Um, you know, Saban's gonna grind the shit out you. I I think he's I think he's gonna ready. I think he's ready, man. I, I wish the backup situation was a little different. I think if we had a different backup, then you know that would change things. Um, maybe who we draft, but I I feel strongly that our number one pick is Bryce Young. Um, number two, the Houston Texans. I got a hot take about Houston, but Houston Texans. Here I go. Here I go. Are y'all ready? Let's go. This goes against everything in my being and my fiber, but I'm not picking. I, so, so let me ask you, are we picking based on what we think teams are going to do or what we believe should happen? I'm picking based on what I think the team is going to do, not what I yeah. Okay, cool. Because a couple of these, a couple of these, I went back and forth when I wrote, I did a Julius Rock. I wrote a couple of names down for a couple of picks because I wanted to, you know, to have a, a top bunk and a bottom bunk. Um, so what I believe the Houston Texans should do is draft Bryce Young. But what they are going to do is draft Will Levis. I personally believe. Will Levis will be the second quarterback taking the draft. I think Houston's going to hold on, black man. You can't have all the control. We got to, we got, we got to put it in junction here just a little bit. They're going to give him Will. They're going to draft Will Levis, who puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Riggins, Riggins, you said that on the show like two on a pod like two weeks ago, and and then I started seeing it on my social media every single day. It's super and weird. It's super it's, weird. It doesn't even look like it mixes in perfectly at all. Like he's got chunks of mayonnaise floating in his fucking coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't know what that actually does. But it, I've never seen nobody else do that before. He eats bananas with the pill on them. I feel like that's racist. I feel like he should be canceled for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just so much super weirdness with this guy. Yeah. So, but I, I, I think. The the safe smart play is Bryce Young, but I have a feeling that Will Levis will be a Houston Texan. Um, I think that they take Stroud after the Panthers take Young. Um, the I don't think any of the four are necessarily bad prospects. Um, and as with all things, the situation they go into is really going to matter. Because um, a lot of the stuff, like Levis has the arm talent. Um, he's a solid athlete. Um, ironically, I was talking to a buddy the other day um, who is he's, – he's all in on the Anthony Richardson hype train the same way he was all in on Justin Fields, um, the same way he was all in on Trey Lance. Um, and I was just kind of looking at stuff because um, he, he was anti-Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I was kind of looking at it. I was like, well, you know, like, um, Stroud and Lawrence athletically are pretty similar. Um, they're both like four sevens and I was kind of looking. So Trevor Lawrence, you know, graduated high school in, uh, the 28, 18, is that right? Um, and <laughs> I was looking at the, do you know who had the highest spark score in Trevor Lawrence's high school graduating class as far as, uh, pocket quarterbacks go? Ooh. It was Will Levis. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I understand why teams might be in on Levis. Um, they also, you know, the, the style of offense, you know, they're saying that, like, 
he's not given these like three word play calls in the huddle. They said it's 15, 20 words. And he's got three checks that he can make at the line. So if he's doing that all the time and he's kind of pro ready, I get it. Um, but I think that Stroud has a much higher floor. So I think that's where the Texans go to. Um, Rick took a little bit of my thunder. Um, I think the Texans, all this talk about having doubts on uh, C.J. Stroud, it is just Jedi Patriot mind tricks. And they're trying to see, they're trying to goat the Raiders or the Colts or somebody else, Titans, somebody, just, hey, man, you want to come up here? Come on, come on. So while the, while the Panthers are trying to trick Houston, Houston is already trying to trick somebody else for coming up, man. I, I think that's the name of the game. Um, I, I but um, the the Texans have to get another quarterback because I don't believe they believe in Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills is a is a at the most a five win quarterback. That's all you're going to get out of him, and I think. You know, the Mako Ryans is not hitching his wagon to that. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he just was a pleasant surprise. I don't think, like, if I'm trying to keep my job, I'm not losing it with that motherfucker. So I think they have no choice but to take CJ Stroud. But I really think they want somebody else to come up and take him off his hands. And then I could see them being cool with a Whit Levis or Anthony Richardson. You know, I, I can see them being cool, but I, I don't see them taking Will Levis. I think they just want to go to somebody to come up to get it. That's all. But my my second round pick is CJ Stroud. Um, number three. Now, I think it's more Jedi mind tricks, but uh the Cardinals, man. Number three. Number three, what I believe the Cardinals should do is draft B. John Robinson. I think mm. they should jump out the window and take a running back with the third overall pick of the 2023 draft. Bijan Robinson is saying, bring him home, man. That'd be a great story. Played uh, he's from here. He is our, Mark my Bijan Robinson will go down as the greatest high school football player to ever come from the state of Arizona. There is none, there is no one and Keely Ringo's in this draft. Bijan Robinson will be the best football player to come from Arizona. That's what the Cardinals should do. But what they will probably end up doing is they'll probably end up drafting Jalen Carter because their defensive line needs all types of help. They need interior, they need edge, and I think Jalen Carter is just the top. Now, they might surprise me and go Will Anderson, but I think Jalen Carter is going to be the pick at number three. But they should take Bijan Robinson. Um, I think they're going to like, I don't think Bijan's necessarily a bad pick there. Um, the last running back to go, if I'm not wrong, did Saquon went too, right? I think he did. I was can't Trent, recall off the top of my was, head. I think Trent Richardson might be the last running back to go three. Not that oh, it matters. Not that oh, it matters because oh. he ain't going to be Trent Richardson. But, um, I think, so I agree their, their defensive line is awful. Um, but I think they go Will Anderson here, um, simply because there's less questions about him than there are Jalen Carter. Um, I think he's made those legal questions or uh, legal questions and, and effort on the field questions. Um, 
There you go. Yeah. No, I, I think you know the, the legal stuff. Um, I think goes away. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to end up being a guy unless. I don't think he's going to Henry Ruggs anybody. Hopefully, he learns from you know some the, the shit that happened. But you never know. Um, I think Anderson's the pick here because he's he's the safest pick. Like he probably has the highest floor of anybody in the draft. Um, he's he's going to be a a solid pass rusher. He just dude just makes plays. He just makes plays. Um, and I think and they've spent so many picks on offense. Um, that they have to do something about their defense. So I think that's the way they go. Um, I agree with Riggins, man. I think uh, the Cardinals have no choice but to draft Will Anderson because they just they they just can't stop anybody. That's just what it seems like. Like like they're going to struggle to score, but just really feel like they can't stop anybody to save their lives. Um. And I think he's the smartest pick. Now I think Arizona. I think Arizona is trying to trade this pick. I would have been trade this pick, but I just I don't know, man. Just Arizona front office, man. I don't know, man. I I just don't know. But um, I have him taking Will Anderson as well. Um, number five, Seattle Seahawks. Not the four, the Colts. So we got the Colts. Oh, for my fault, for my fault. Number four, Indianapolis. Don't forget about the Colts. My, those are my guys. If I wasn't a Panthers fan, I'd be a Colts fan. Uh, number four, I got the Colts taking Bryce Young. I had the Indianapolis Colts drafting Bryce Young. I do have him sliding out of that top three um, just because I think Houston's going to be nasty. Um, what draft was, was that 2021 when who came in and drafted uh, the corner uh, from LSU and they threw the whole draft off? It just last fucked year. everything. That was last, <laughs> last year. <laughs> yes. I think we can have a situation like that happen again this year. Uh, but I got the Colts taking the quarterback. They need a quarterback. Um, I think that, um, you know, they Ursay needs – he doesn't just need a quarterback. He needs, like, star-studded. They don't get no more star-studded than Heisman quarterback winning. Uh, Heisman quarterback. And correct me wrong, Andrew Luck didn't win the Heisman, did he? No. No, he lost out close. to – I'll look it up. Hold on. I don't believe probably he RG3, won. Probably RG3. Yeah, I think you're right. And then before that, the last quarterback they took, the, uh, Peyton Manning won the Heisman, right? I don't think Peyton won the Heisman. I don't, I don't think, think he won a Natty. I don't think he won the Heisman. Okay, okay. Um. They've, the the Colts have fared pretty well when they've had quarterbacks in the conversation for the Heisman come on to their team. No, he so, won the Heisman. He won it in ninety third, didn't he? Who Peyton? Hold on. Oh no, that's second. Hold on. Yeah, he came. Oh, in, Charles he came Woodson. In second to, Charles Woodson. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So the the Colts do pretty good when when there's a known quantity at quarterback. Um, so I got him going with Bryce Young. I agree they go quarterback, um, but I think they 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 jump out the window here. They take their shot. Uh, they want Anthony Richardson. Um, mm. Athletically, obviously, he's got the ceiling. Um, put him in a backfield um, with a healthy Jonathan Taylor, right? Now you can have a little bit of fun with it. Um, and I think that that's kind of a, a – you're talking about star power. You know, obviously, Bryce was already off my board. Um I think 
again, and I don't trust Ursay to do the right thing. He could step in and be like, we want Zay Flowers. Like, I don't know. Um, Cause. Oh boy. Wait till you see where I got Zay Flowers going. Uh, but uh, no, um, just a little internal insight. Um, Ursay, unless he can be swayed, but typically he isn't. Um, he doesn't, I don't, I don't think he likes project quarterbacks. He likes the pro ready. You've been proven quantity. And unless there was already a quarterback, like if, if, if Matt Ryan was still in Indianapolis, then I could see them taking Anthony Richardson. But I think Anthony Richardson would be the best fit for them. But I don't think Ursa is going to, just based on my interactions with the, with the, with the program. And I know the GMs have control more so, but I just don't see Ursa taking a project or unknown quantity at QB. But I personally thought when I was doing my draft, um, Anthony Richardson is not yet off my board, as you all have heard. I wanted to put him here so badly because I think that's what they should do. But I went with what I think they will do, and that's Bryce Young. But I think they should go Anthony Richardson as well. Yeah, I'm with it. What you got, Julius Rock? Um, I haven't taken oh, – we're we on the same page. I haven't taken Anthony Richardson, man. Based on their head coach. Their head coach is uh, Stane, Shane St- uh, Stitching, right? Stitching, whatever. Yeah. Right? He – all right, okay, this is my thing with Ursay. Ursay went proven three years in a row, and it's vitamin ass three years in a row because he's only made the playoff once. And um, he, I think he just, you know, if I'm putting all this money in-house with well, shit, let, let me groom my own shit. You know what I mean? No, no need for me to go out there because at the end of the day, they didn't go out there and sign anybody. They didn't go out there and sign anyone. Um, and I don't think he's too keen over Will Levis. I think I could see Ursay. I don't know. Jim Ursay strike me as somebody that feel like I'm, I'm, I listen, I'm the coolest one, but I'm also the smartest one. So I don't have a problem growing, uh, 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 kind of dragging this along. You know, you know, I hired you, Spiky. Can you coach it? Can you not coach? Make y'all see what you did with Hurts. I need you to do the same thing here. And that's just what I think is about to happen, man. I just think Anthony Richardson will give he could possibly check all the listen, honestly, bro. If I'm just being real, I think Anthony Richardson can play next year. I I, I think if you got if your coaching is how you if, if he's training how he's trained, and your coach is how you say you're coaching, and I know he's a, a, a Cam Newton comparison based off his color and his height, but I don't know, man. Listen, I still I saw every damn Camel game at Auburn, and I didn't know Cam was gonna come in and throw for forty yards first game. I didn't see it happen. So, hey, I, hey, I will never forget that first game because the only reason I, Cam didn't have a good first, didn't have the best first game ever, is because Tom Brady threw for four hundred twenty six yards that that opening weekend as well. Yes. So, I mean, I I don't know, man. I I, I think. And he has a good offensive line. They got some solid targets. They got a good running game. I mean, hell, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think Ursay just seems like he's somebody just ready to draft somebody to invest, man. So I, I got him taking Anthony Richardson, man. The only reason I say he don't come out this game is because Josh Allen ain't come out the gate his first year. He sat for the first four games. Then after week four, they turned him loose. And I feel like that would be the best case scenario for Anthony Richardson. I don't think you could just throw him in the fire. 
because then you have a Malik Willis situation where they're not really fucking with you. And it's funny how black quarterbacks go off in Tennessee and don't get treated right. But that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, I just don't want to – I don't want to set him up for success. It's a first-time head coach. Uh, I don't really know the staff of the Colts that well to see who his quarterback coach is, if they're going to be getting ready. But if they do a Ken Dorsey bullshit like they did with Cam Newton – where Cam and Ken are damn near the same age. Um, I don't like that. So uh, I got, I don't like that, but I do like Anthony Richardson. I think he could be all of our hopes and dreams. If, if everything goes properly for him. All right, man. On to the Seattle Seahawks, man. Number five. I got the Seahawks taking Will Anderson. They need defensive help. I think they've righted the ship with, um, uh, with Gino at the helm and goddamn, it, I told everybody that Michigan State running back was going to be a problem and boy he showed up and boy was he a problem um, I think Gino answered all the questions as far as you know was it Russ or was it Pete it was definitely Pete and now we just got to get the defense back to 2012-2014 levels Seattle will be back right Gino might be able to snatch him one Gino might be able to snatch him one. So uh, I got Will Anderson coming to right the ship on the defensive side of the ball for the Seahawks. Uh, we agree on position. Um, obviously, Anderson's off my board already. Um, I think they take Tyree Wilson. Um, I don't think he's the best edge rusher uh, in the class, but also um, Seattle's really, really bad at picking pass rushers. Like really bad. Um, yes, I agree. And so I, he just he screams Seattle to me um, because I think he's he's one of those guys that has you know like he he looks the part his um, like his his measurables and all that stuff are there and the production just isn't and so I think Seattle is going to be all over that and and blow the the number five overall pick and just I, I think they're going to get it wrong I just feel like they they will. All right, I guess I got to come through, crush the building. Um, would you say Pete Carroll has a little edge to him? Yes. Would you say if you were doing dirt, Pete Carroll might be there with you? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking a question. Just asking a question. Pete. Just asking a question. Yeah, Pete. Pete not going to hand you the blick, but he might drive the car. Okay, Pete might hand you the blick with gloves on. Yeah, well, he's 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 in his seventies now, so he's he's <laughs> he's smarter about it. He's smarter about it. He don't give a fuck. Pete he might be involved, but his hands are going. Give a fuck, man. He, he might be involved, but his hands are going. I know where you're going, man. Go on with the pick. Damn listen, it. listen. I'm gonna say this on blue in the face. NFL has no fucking morals, man. NFL never had morals. And and you and, and I'm gonna say Rivers, you said you cannot be a millionaire or a billionaire without being a horrible person, right? It it sure Correct. seems to be that way. Yeah. Jalen Carter to the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Nobody can. It's, 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 it's gonna be some backlash now. It's gonna blow some socks off. But I hey man, listen. One thing about Pete Carroll, I do know, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. I got Bobby Wagner here. I'm here. I got them. I'm a safe haven for nasty boys. Come on in, buddy. 
come on in. Jalen Carter is the number five. I don't think he's going to slide. I just don't think he's going to slide. Hey, and um, Seattle is super, super liberal. So, like, hey, man, break some laws. Minimal, 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 minimal punishment. It's not a problem. Seattle Seahawks, Jalen Carter, number five. Based on the coach and the culture alone. He, he's built, Pete Carroll's built for this shit. So, listen, um, I'm not mad at it because I got Jalen Carter going three to the Cardinals as long as they keep that pick. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Number six, man, Detroit Lions. Uh, I think the head coach gets some influence here. I think that his his listen defensively, they needed a lot of help, but I think they had the pieces in place. Um, offensively, they were moving, but I think they still need that final piece. They need a tight end. They also need a wide receiver. But I got I got one of the the top two tight ends going in this spot. It's probably going to be Michael Mayer. I personally would go Darnell Washington, but I think that that uh, Detroit is going to go with Michael Mayer here at the at the sixth pick. Okay. Woo. I, like I'm a Michael Mayer fan, but that is, I, I just think that tight ends that high. Like if you look at like NFL, like just draft history. The NFL is really, really bad at figuring out which tight ends are going to be good. Like, really bad. That's true. Um, yeah. And But it's one of those things, too. Like, he is – he seems like a really high-floor kind of guy because he can he can play – he can do a little damage in the past game. He's a pretty good run blocker. Like, I'm, I was – he was my number one tight end. Um, I think they – you know, since he's still available, um, it's the Motor City, Right. Find you a man that likes fast cars. Come on now. Bring Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. It. Yeah. <laughs> and so put him beside like Aiden Hutchinson. And if, if they can get him like, and Dan Campbell has these dude, they, these guys fucking love Dan Campbell and they play hard for Dan Campbell. If you get Jalen Carter and you can turn his motor up. Yo. Between him yeah. and and Aiden Hutchinson, like now all of a sudden that D line's starting to look pretty scary. Um, so I, I think that's the move that they go there. Um, shout out the you know and it, and if he turns into an All Pro, like the you know, um, great job by the Rams, I guess, giving all that up, right? Fuck them picks, go get you a ring. All righty. Um... <sighs> I agree with Riggins. They knew the defense, okay? Well, uh, in the games that matter, they've been hoed, okay? Um, but um, I have them going to get Dan Campbell's cousin, Jack Dan, Jack Campbell. Um, Dan Campbell's cousin, Jack Campbell. I got Jack Campbell going to the Lions. I think, I think the big bad wolf of Aaron Rodgers is gone. Right, and now the playing field for the not not now nope. I don't think nobody's scared of cousins. Whatever we, I think everybody to get him the fuck up out of here. Okay, but the big bad wolf is gone, and if you want to control this division, we gotta get people off the field. And I, and like you said, Dan, those guys love Dan Campbell. They're gonna play for Dan Campbell. Go out there and get a Jack Campbell to go out there and help spearhead this defense so we can really start busting heads because if Justin Fields takes a step or Jordan uh, Love, uh, K- 
cashes out and, you know, Kirk Cousins going to get his, you got to get some pet cats off the field, man. I think Jack Campbell is the perfect person to help spearhead this line of defense, man. Um, Number seven, the Ravens. Real quick, Julius, right, just to, yes. just to, just to reach back on that. Pause okay. for a second. Um, is Aaron Rodgers gone yet? He's not going yet, but he's going to be gone. So, 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 so the, is the hold up yet? is a compliment. You, you want to know that you want to hold up is the hold it's up Aaron Rodgers. It's not Aaron, it's, it's Green Bay. Green Bay, this, this is the whole hold up. Green Bay wants the first. The Jets is like, no, take the second. Well, so that's the, that's the thing. The Green, Green Bay is back into the corner. Green Bay got to Green Bay got to take the fucking get. They ain't got no fucking leverage. Everybody know you got to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Everybody yeah, they don't have leverage because Lowe. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, they want to trade. They're, they the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers want to be a right. Jet. You want a first? I don't want to give you a first. I'll give you a second. Listen, but the the Jets also know they don't got to move. Because Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna play for them anyways. So whether we get the deal done or not, Green Bay's not gonna have Aaron Rodgers. So we we can stay entrenched in our position because there's no realistic possibility that Aaron Rodgers will just play with Green Bay this season. But the draft is coming up. The draft is literally next week. I have to get some compensation for Aaron Rodgers. I need that. I need I need something. You can't you can't go past if the if the Green Bay Packers go past the NFL draft. That confirms that the Green Bay Packers have a terrible front office. That confirms it. You cannot go past the draft and not get him off. This you need to pull this trigger. It's a game of chicken, bro. That's all it is. It's a game of chicken. You want you want your you want your quarterback in there or not? Aaron Rodgers telling the Jets take your time. They pussy, and 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 the Green Bay is trying to get something for this year to help build their team. I don't think you want to go past the draft and not have anything. You don't want to go in the summer with Aaron Rodgers. You want to get Aaron Rodgers out there quick. So I think it's a game of chicken, man. They get rid of Aaron Rodgers before the draft. They have to. They have no choice. It might be during the draft draft, but they're gonna have to get rid of him. Um, but Raiders, number seven, the Raiders. Number seven for the Oakland Raiders. I got him going with offensive line. I got him taking Paris Johnson. Uh I don't know what happened in Oakland or not in Las Vegas last season. Uh, actually, I do. It was that that fraud of a coach. Um, but we gotta we gotta better protect our quarterback. Um, and Paris Johnson is the best offensive lineman in the draft, so we will we will take him at number seven. I think okay, they're the, the I think they're going the other side of the ball. Um, and I think they take Christian Gonzalez. I think they try to bolster that secondary big body guy, um, all the tools. Um, and again, it's not necessarily what I think they should do, but I don't trust the Raiders to make good decisions either. I don't either. And I'm going to take it a step further, man. I think they're going to draft Will Levis. I feel strong in my conviction. They're going to draft Will Levis. I, I looked at Jimmy G's contract. You can get from under Jimmy G's contract after this year. So, and Jimmy G has had a history of getting hurt, right? And if Jimmy G hurts his finger or hurts his shoulder or do something to hurt himself in week two or three, you have to roll him out there. And you, you don't want to roll Jerry Stidham out there. 
and then come back and pay Jimmy again. Um, so I think they I think they draft Will Levis. Um, I think Will Levis is a perfect fit for what Josh McDaniel wants to do. He's athletic enough, but I think he I think Josh McDaniels can can keep him from crashing the whip. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's just the security the Ravens want, man. So I got to take Will Levis with number seven pick. Um, number eight, the Falcons, that dirty bird, the ops. I have, and I hate that they're ops because they're about to. I got them doing a move that I will much appreciate, and I don't want to have to root for them, but I might just. I have the Falcons taking a player. I have a player coming to a city that can appreciate his talents, and they will they will appreciate everything that he brings to the field. I have the Atlanta Falcons taking Anthony Richardson. He is going to mm. remind them of that old thing. He is going to bring the city back to an experience that they, they've longed for. Anthony Richardson, you don't own any dogs, D. Um, yeah, I got the Falcons. The Falcons need a quarterback. Wow. <laughs> the Falcons need a quarterback. I think that in order, the NFC South has never been weaker. It's never been weaker. And you got a season opportunity to, to, to grab a player that can turn your franchise around. You got some pieces in Atlanta. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a piece. Um, you might need to go look at receiver a little bit later in the draft, but I think you take quarterback, you get Anthony Richardson in there, um, and and you and you pray to God that he gives you the best version of Michael Vick and Cam Newton that the city will appreciate. The city, and listen, if Anthony Richardson comes out anything like Cam Newton, that city's going to be on fire. That's true. Um, I'm going to follow everybody's mother. All right, so um, some, some stats. Um, the Atlanta Falcons last year, any idea how many sacks they had as a team? I think it's a single-digit number. It, it's not a single-digit number, but, it, I mean, it ain't that far. They only had 21. Jesus. Terrible. Um, and they haven't been very good rushing the passer for years. Um, and so I think they attempt to get better there. Um, you know, Richardson already off my board, so they, they can't. Um, the dog joke got me. Um, they can't, <laughs> they can't, you know, go back to, to black excellence at quarterback. Um, so I think they take Miles Murphy, um, Julius Rock's boy out of Clemson. Um, mm. and so, uh, I mean, cause they've got to get better. Their, their pass rush is awful. Um, and I think he's at, at this point on my board, he's probably the best pass rusher um available so i think that's where they go <sighs> yeah i swear rick is copying me man i actually uh I, I was moving names around while we were talking i just was second guessing things um i had miles going somewhere else but um i kind of changed it um because i and honestly i'm kind of log jam but um I, I i said pass rush as well so it's either gonna be miles or tyree wilson but i'm rolling with miles murphy i think Miles Murphy will be, you know, he's a Georgia boy. 
you know, a lot of Georgia boys are Falcons. I think that would kind of maybe spark something in Miles Murphy. Um, so, um, and then I think, you know, they got Grady Jarrett down there, man. I think Atlanta is a prime place for him. I, I think, I think when Miles Murphy, he's going to be, he's, he, I don't know, man. I think, I don't think he's going to have sexy sack numbers, but I really think he's just going to be like, oh, damn, he's a good end. You know what I mean? So I got Miles Murphy going to uh, the Falcons as well. Number nine, the Chicago Bears. Chicago, do right by the boy. Do right by Justin Fields. Protect him. Protect him. Protect him. Take Peter Skaronsky. He's already in Chicago. He went to Northwestern. You don't need to go anywhere else. Protect your investment. Give Justin Fields an opportunity to live. Peter Skaronsky, tackle out of, uh, out of Northwestern. That's who the Bears will draft. They will take a tackle. They will take a line. Do it. Do not Cam Newton, Justin Fields, Chicago. Black man GM, take care of the investment. Do right. Do right. Take a lineman. Yeah, everything P just said, I agree. I think it's Skaronsky. Um, I know you already had Paris Jones. Johnson off your board. I like Paris Johnson a little better than Skaronsky. Um, I don't know if the Bears will or not. Uh, I know a lot of teams have Skaronsky higher on their board. Uh, so I think that's where the Bears go as well because you you have to give Justin Fields a chance to, to show you if he's the dude or not. Um, and if the pocket is always muddy, you really don't know what you're working with. So, yeah, absolutely. Do, do the right thing. Protect your boy. Go get go – get. And, and I believe Skaronsky is also from Chicago. So like yeah, hometown, woof. yeah, hometown kid also played his college ball there and the pro like, mate, yeah, I know I know GMs don't give a shit about that, but it does make a nice story. Um, yeah, go get him. I have the Bears getting Paris Johnson, man. Um, I think you know he's just a big. I, I don't know, man. I, I think he he's what you need to stop these DNs, man. A big, uh, long pause kid, um, with long arms, good feet, um, and I think he can help spearhead stuff. You know what I mean? I, I think I think it's pride for him to to be a bear, man. Um, I just I just think, I to me, I think he's a better player. But you know, you know, you, you can't go wrong with you know Ohio State offense allowing a lot, man. So I I, I like Paris Johnson to the Bears. Um. Number 10 was interesting for me. I had to do some last-minute shuffle, but who do you have Philly getting, P? So, Philly should take – because I said I said Arizona should take Bijan, but they're probably going to take Jalen Carter. So, Bijan's still on my board, technically. And this is where I see Bijan actually going. It's to Philadelphia at 10. However, they should – Take Joey Porter Jr. Mm. They should take Joey Porter Jr. You need you need secondary help because you you tricked off everybody almost damn near I believe I think uh, Slay came back right. Yep, I think Slay came back, but you, you lost you lost the MVP of the secondary in Garner Johnson. Um, you still need someone opposite of Slay. Slay maybe potentially could be trade bait in the draft now, even though I think um, – I don't know if they did a deal, but I think that he asked for a trade, and I don't know if that happened or not. Um, 
but I think Joey Porter Jr. is a great fit there. Um, yeah, I got Joey Porter. I got Joey Porter Jr. who they should take, but realistically, they're probably going to take a run. They're going to take B. John. We got Riggins. Sorry, I, I kept clicking my mic and it was like it was not one to unmute. Um, I agree with P. Um, so, yeah, Slay is still there. Um, he's 32. James Bradbury is still there. He's 30, right? So the, the clock is rapidly ticking on those dudes. Um, I agree they go corner. Um, I think they go Devin Witherspoon. Um, he he was the number one on my board um, as far as DBs. Um, I know I already had the Raiders taking Christian Gonzalez. Um, I think the Eagles – seem to be pretty good at evaluating DBs, um, at least in, in recent history. Um, so I think that's that's where they go. Um, I think their fan base would prefer Joey Porter Jr., right? Because there's probably a bunch of Penn State fans up there. Um, but I, I, I've got Witherspoon a little higher, so I think that's where they go. Hey, man, I got to agree with P, man. I think they're going to be John Robinson, man. I think um, – I think – Philly offensively, you know, you lose Miles Sanders and they probably like the other guy, but I think they just want to get that offense a little more pop. I don't think Philly Philly running the ball is going to be a thing. And I think, you know, if you can squeeze some high-level years out of B. John Robinson, that could be a little something to kind of help you take over, take you over the top. So um I have them taking B. John Robinson, man. Um number 11 to the Titans. Oh, baby, I'm getting a little hot take you. Number 11 to the Titans. Number eleven, I got him taking. They got to they got to shore up the offensive line to protect the quarterback. I got him taking uh, Anton Harrison, uh, tackle out of Oklahoma. He didn't show up on our lineman evaluations because if you remember, we just had five slots. I I picked two tackles, two guards in the center, so he was outside looking in. Um, but I got him taking tackle help. I got Anton Harrison going to the Titans. I think that this is where Will Levis comes off the board. Um because they've got they've still got Tannehill um on the last year of a contract. So you got a guy that if he is a little bit of a project can come in um and and get some reps behind him. I feel like Mike Vrabel is probably a pretty good fit for Will Levis um to to get his weirdness going in the right direction. Um, and I think he, I mean, Malik Willis is out, right? Um, so I, I think that they they know they need a quarterback of the future. They know it ain't Willis. They know that Tannehill's old. Um, and I think that, who who was it that played for them in that? La- oh, Josh Dobbs. Right. Obviously, he ain't it either. Um, and so I think that they have to go quarterback here um, when there's still one available to them. Um, I have the Titans taking Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is the first receiver off the board. And this is why I have the Titans taking Zay Flowers. Um, there are a lot of good old linemen in this draft. You can wait to the second to, to, to get some suitable O-line. You know what I mean? 
Um, also, you can also get um, some mugs out the draft. You can find somebody that either got cut or over the summer. You you can plug and play on the O-line a little bit, okay? Um, I don't think they're done with Malik Willis just yet because at the end of the day, if I'm going to go quarterback and I'm going to suck ass, I'm going to let him suck ass to take me to the number one pick then. And then, you know, if I got a trade, you, you'll see a take job by the Titans by midseason. If shit if shit's this bad, then we'll just go. Just yeah. Yes. That nigga is cooked. I don't think he's cooked. That nigga is cooked. Okay, I'm going to tell it's you not why looking not good cooked. for him. Okay, if Malik Willis does not have it, then I'm going to put Malik Willis on that damn field. And he, listen, you can openly take it in the NFL. <laughs> you can openly tank. There's, there's no rules against taking it in the NFL. I can, if, 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 if I, you know, either Tannehill or Malik Willis is going to mid me all the way down to the first pick, I'll trade Derrick Henry, I'll blow this shit up and start from scratch. But Vrabel is such a good coach, he could finesse his way finagle his way into the playoffs or he could finagle his way into a, 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 a tight game but I feel like you have to address the outside you trick Mike Braywood didn't want to get rid of uh AJ Brown the front office did that front office is no longer there Mike Brabel is going to try to you know I'm gonna try to squeeze all the juice I can out of, out of Tannehill Whatever Millie Willis got, I'm going to squeeze the juice out of that. But I got to have something to throw to. And I think Zay Flood. And if they don't work out, guess what? I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm go and risk it all next year to get Kayla Williams or risk it all next year to go get Drake May. Whatever. But I think they're going receiver uh, with this pick. Um, hey, what was that? Hold on. Okay. Number 12, Houston, Texas. All right, so earlier in the draft, they had Houston taking a quarterback, whether it's Bryce Young or Will Levis. They're taking the quarterback. Now they got to find a motherfucker for him to throw to. This is where Jackson Smith and Jigba comes off the board as my first receiver coming off the board, number 12 to the Houston Texans. Uh, P and I are in lockstep here. I agree. Um, I had him taking Stroud at two. Now they're going to take JSN um, at 12. I think that's the no-brainer for them. Um, you got to get because the Texans receiving core is pretty terrible. Um, so they they got to get him somebody. It's uh because Cooks is gone. Um, Robert Woods, I guess, is their number one right now, <laughs> which is not a great ready. Speaking of openly tanking, um, yeah, not a great recipe for success. So I think they go JSN here. Hey man, we got a trifecta, man. I think I think they're going JSN too, man. I, I think you just I think it's a trend, man. I, I saw it on Twitter, man. It's a trend. Cats want to put their quarterback with the guy they threw to in college because of the rhythm, with the chemistry. So um, I think that JSN can be a day one starter um, and maybe hopefully get that 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 magic that you had at, at Ohio State. But um, I have uh, JSN going to the Texans as well. Um, number 13, the Jets. Interesting. I, I think the Jets, I think the Jets still gonna have this pick next week. I don't see them giving it up to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, but uh 13 Jets. If the Jets continue to hold on to this pick, I have them taking the big bad body out of Florida, oh uh, Osiris Torrance. 
uh, at guard. We gotta we gotta make sure Aaron Rodgers the asset is protected. Um, even if it ain't Aaron Rodgers, it's another quarterback. We gotta make sure the quarterback is protected because we got weapons to get the ball to. Um, so I got him taking the guard uh, with the 13th pick. I was kind of torn on this one because I, I I thought offensive line as well because they've they got Dwayne Brown um, who's older and then Makai Becton who's 900 pounds uh, and can't stay healthy, um, but that's what they should do. Again, I, I don't trust the Jets to always do the right thing. Although they've drafted a little better recently, um, I think they fall in love with the darling of the combine and they go Nolan. And Smith, um, because they go, look at this guy. He's big. He's fast. He can do this. He can do that. Um, even if the tape doesn't match up to all that. Um, so I feel like that's the move that they go there. Um, Jess O-line was not the best last year. Um, Jess O-line kind of just been dealing with a lot of injuries. Shouts out to my man, Kwame West. Um, I got the Jess second Peter Skorowski, man. Um, I think they're going to, if, you know, I've, Listen, I've been a big proponent of calling Joe Douglas a fraud, right? Um, but Joe Douglas set me up, and I think that the Jets, if they're going to commit to winning, the last time the Jets won, um, God, I forgot the name. Remember they had those two uh, old linemen? I, I, I forgot their name. Um, I, I their name their name forgets me, man. But but I remember when Rex Ryan was coaching the Jets, man, they were really anchored on the old line. I mean, they had Damian Whitty. And they had the, the Brickishaw Ferguson, and I forgot the other guy's name. Um, but they were really kind of just like – Yeah, he's an eight-time pro bowler. He also calls the uh, – he was the the butt fumble guy. Butt fumble. I forget what his name is. Um, God. But he actually – Was it, Nick, was it Mangold? In Arizona. Was yes, it Mangold? Nick Mangold, Nick Mangold, Mangold, Mangold. I mean, that's the just overline was legit. So I think they're tr- – they, they got to get to that. You know what I mean? And I, I think Peter Scarossi, he's going to be – I think he's going to be available, and I think he's going to be very, really good for the Jets this year. He can play in the cold. Um, I think he just checks all the boxes for the Jets, man. Um, number 14, the fraudulent Bill Belichick. <laughs> number Listen, 14. As soon as, as soon as I saw that this is the Patriots, the only thing I can envision is you remember on uh, Fresh Prince when uh, Jazzy Jeff gets thrown out the crib and they show yep. the video – I feel like Bill Belichick wants to do that to Mac Jones very badly. Like, it's, rumors, <laughs> it's rumors of Bill trying to get Mac Jones the fuck up out of there. Listen, I got I got the Patriots uh taking the the human robot on the offensive line, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. You gotta do so you gotta protect whoever's back there. Whoever's back there, you gotta protect them. And Broderick Jones is my next man up. Uh, on the offensive line, I think they, um, you know, Belichick is a, a you know, defense first for him. Even though Mac Jones, yeah, is, is he wants to, he definitely wants to jazz. He wants to Uncle Phil him up out of there. Uh, <laughs> I think that the the Patriots go Joey Porter Jr. Um, mm. I think he's a really good fit there, um, and I think you know Belichick is the the kind of coach to maximize uh, a, a dude who is going to be pretty good. So I think that's where they go. I agree with the defensive side of the ball. I think that Bill Belichick, listen, I think Bill Belichick, <clears throat> how many games they won last year? 
Technically, P owes me a bit. Technically, P owes me because I called the fraudulent activities of Bill Belichick because they did not make the playoffs. They were under 500. The technically, P owes me. He owes me for Mike Tomlin, too. But, you know, hey, we, 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 we'll figure it out when uh, Stetson Ben don't get drafted. Um, but I think it's seven-win Bill. And one reason for seven-win Bill is because he's going to go defense. He's taking Brian Breeze out of Clemson. He's going to – Bill Belichick is just that stubborn of a damn person. Time and time again, we've seen Bill Belichick proving his stubbornness. And he's going to get a kid that's going – I think I think he just wants to play defense, man. I think he just wants to push the interior. I think I think Bill Belichick coaches with Brian Burry's knees, and I've got him taking Brian Burry's with the 14th pick. Don't need Brian Burry's. Probably needs something else. But he's going to take Brian Burry's, man. I don't see Brian Burry's making it out of the top 15, personally. Don't agree with it, but I just don't see it, man. Now, our last pick of this pod, um, and we get up out of here, man. Number 15, man, uh, Green Bay Packers. Now, this is under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is gone, so take, take what you want with that, but uh, Green Bay Packers. Whether Aaron Rodgers is gone, whether he's there, I got the Green Bay Packers taking Zay Flowers. We got to put – we got to replace – the shit that we lost. And we lost Devontae Adams. We gave away Alan Lazard. We got the young kid there uh, who's real, who, who came on of late after Aaron Rodgers figured his shit out and figured the, the boy could ball. Uh, I got Green Bay taking Zay Flowers. Um, and since this is y'all's last pick, my I, I went further. I did extra credit homework like Julius Rock. Um, since we only picking the first 15, I'm going to go ahead and do my next pick as well because it's my boy. I got number 16 to watch the commanders taking Keely Ringo. I just had to put that in there. Go ahead. Oh, put your I did not do prep. I did, I, I'll stop that 15, man. I did not do more prep than that, but go ahead. Oh, man. Um, so, obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers always gets frustrated that they, they don't get him help offensively. Um I think not only do they take Zay Flowers, I agree, um, but they also take Zay Flowers and fucking double bird Rodgers on his way out the door. Um, they're over his shit, man. And you know, and they should be, rightfully so. Um, and part of the reason too that they're not drafting this help is you don't you don't have to spend first round picks on receivers when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Your pass game's still going to be fine. That's true. Right? When Aaron Rodgers leaves and it's Jordan Love, who it feels like he's been in the league for 10 years already. Um, now you got to get better in the pass game. And if Jordan Love ain't it, then you know, eventually you're gonna have to get a quarterback in that can hit receivers that are open. And I think that Zay Flowers is that dude. I think he's a good fit right there. Um, and so I, I think they they do it one, because it's a smart move, and two, just to be like, you know what? Fuck you, Aaron. We will draft receivers. You know, I didn't think about that, man. I didn't. I did not think about that. I didn't think about that at all. Um, how petty Green Bay could be. Um, but I feel, I personally feel like Green Bay is. I, I, just, I could still just. I think Green Bay is going to show who they are. I, I don't know. Back of back of Green Bay's mind, they want. They think they're going to get that. Uh. I think they think they're gonna get that 13 pick. That's just not happening. <laughs> so um 
I have them, you know, the next best thing to get a wide receiver is a tight end, and I have the Green Bay Packers getting Michael Myers. Um, I, I see it, man. I, I think, you know, they, they're going to get baby Bronk. They're just going to give uh, Jordan Love some, an, another something across the middle. Um, I can see Green Bay maybe going in the second round for wide receivers, but I think they're going to go tight end and um, they may either try to sign somebody or maybe get somebody later around, but I, I don't think they're going to pass up this. I can see now I thought about Dalton Kincaid, but I'll say, you know what, the best tight end, you know, by the boards is Michael Myers and I don't mm-hmm. see him getting past Green Bay at all. Um. I'm not going to 16. <laughs> I was only ready. No, no, um, I, had a- I only did 16 because Keely, I had Keely going projected to the commander. They, uh, I saw a report that they love him. He's been taking meetings out there. And obviously, you know, I had him ranked number one on my board. Uh, not really. I had Joey Porter Jr. ranked number one on the board. But I got Keely. I, he's still a first rounder to me, man. And I feel like I just want to show my boy some love. He was back in town this past week. My son worked out with man. I just love. I, it's great when you get to see kids come from from knee high up and they get to go to the league. And and you know, I'm just super excited. I'm super excited about this draft. He's not the first kid that I've coached that has made it to the league. Um, but I know. I tell you, that I didn't coach Keely. Um, I've coached other kids that have made it to the league or coached against kids that have made it to the league in my, in my time. But this is the first player who I've been in close proximity to uh, in relation to my son's journey through football that is going to end up in the league. And I'm just really excited for him. So, All right. Um, you guys got anything else before we get out of here? Um, yeah, just, for, just to put the viewers in the back office of the pod, um, I encourage my brothers uh, Riggins and Julius Rock to record in my absence next week because I will not be available. Uh, I will be in New York City uh, doing very strange things. Uh, it is my son's spring game. Also, the Tank Davis Ryan Garcia fight is next weekend. I'll be in New York City watching that, and um, I won't be available to pod. I'm just keeping. It's, oh no, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. We'll work something out. We'll work. So I need, I need to, we need this content. You know what I mean? So uh, we, we will figure something out. Even if, even you know, if it, we might could make it work. I'll be on the East coast. I'll be on East coast time. We might could make something work. We'll, 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 we'll talk after the pod. We'll talk after the pod, man. But um, you got anything else? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it is cool to see kids that, you know, get, get, get drafted and stuff. Um, but I'm still I'm standing on my take. Key the ring. I'm doing it. I got I got to stand for it. I said it. I got I got to stand by it till he proves me wrong, and I hope he proves me wrong. So I am. Um, I have I to am, see his mama. So <laughs> I was a victim. Hey, I was a victim of Hidden Hooker, uh, putting me on the hub as a coach. Um, so you know I'm shouts out to Hidden Hooker. Um, you know it, it, it was rough. If he never got injured, I don't think that Georgia game ruined his stock that much. If he never got injured, he he would he would be in consideration. We would be we would be talking. About it. I, I mean, I I still think he's going first round, but we'll get into that later. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> he's going first round. But man, we, we, we'll get up out of here, man. Peace. <laughs>